everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. If you can't tell, I'm wearing a hat for the first time in Wake and Take history. Your boy got a rough haircut yesterday, decided, you know what, we're going hats. You can also kind of see trim my beard a little too short. Had, had a little mistake with the Norelco one blade. But here we are talking about football. We had a fun, uh, a hurtful Thursday night football game last night for us, Jameer Gibbs owners. And uh, we, we've got week four coming right up on Sunday. So we're going to be talking about Thursday night football and we're going to be talking about Sunday. It's going to be fun. And also, ladies and gentlemen, it is National Coffee Day. So let's sit back, relax, sip our coffee on National Coffee Day, and enjoy the show. Show with a little bit of a reaction to last night's football game. I'll start things off. Ah! Ah! Why? 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 Why would they do this to Jameer Gibbs? I sent out an offer to Jameer Gibbs right before kickoff. I, I got the trade completed. I got him into my lineup. I was thrilled. I was excited. Luckily, it's a full PPR league. He finished with nine points. It is what it is. But that that usage for Jameer Gibbs is, is uh, concerning, to say the least. And what's more concerning is the usage by David Montgomery. David Montgomery yesterday, 32 carries, 121 yards, and three touchdowns and you might be asking yourself well at least he didn't get any receiving work no <laughs> david montgomery had two catches for 20 yards almost double the receiving yards that jameer gibbs had on half the catches jameer gibbs had four catches for 11 yards jameer gibbs had eight carries for 40 yards yes jameer gibbs has looked good but he is not getting volume and david montgomery is plain and simple playing well so shout out to my co-workers Shout out to Podfather, shout out to Seth D. Walsh, shout out to everyone. I think Matty Kiwum, a bunch of people here at Player Profiler, Ahan Rungta, outing David Montgomery all offseason, talking about how much of a value he is, calling him Jamal Williams plus. All of this stuff has turned out to be true. David Montgomery looking like one of the biggest steals of the draft while healthy. And I mean, this thigh injury, right? We thought he was going to be out for a couple weeks at least. That's what he said. But no. Just one week, just one week out for David Montgomery. He comes back, rushes for 100-plus yards and three touchdowns. Just insane. He's the first running back since, well, the first Lion, the first Lion in Detroit Lions history since Barry Sanders to rush for a touchdown in their first three games as a Lion. And last night, he also surpassed 5,000 career scrimmage yards. David Montgomery quietly one of the better running backs in the league. Looking fantastic, looking like a steal for the Lions, looking like a steal for fantasy football managers. And another steal is looking like Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta has, again, broken another rookie tight end record. He has 22 receptions through his first four games, which is more than any tight end in NFL history. And the only one with more receiving yards than Sam Laporta is Mike Ditka, of course, the guy who uh, is the only other really tight end in uh, NFL history to have a good rookie year outside of Kyle Pitts. So Sam Laporta, Kyle Pitts, Mike Ditka, it's kind of this, this upper tier of rookie tight ends. Uh, and Sam Laporta, at this point, maybe even passing Kyle Pitts in the dynasty rankings, to be completely honest with the way he's playing. He's looked fantastic. Last night, he had a couple good grabs, a couple big plays. Um, and it's really looking like he's not going to slow down. And this is what we talked about here on Wake and Take. I'm patting myself on the back yet again. This is the back of my head. Right here. Because if you guys go back, I had an episode 
I had an episode right after the draft ended on Monday. The Monday episode, right after the NFL draft. It was May 1st. I already played a clip for it this week about Devon A. and talking about how he's one of my favorite rookie running backs in this draft, and he's right behind Gibbs for me. Well, guess who I said was the number one tight end rookie in this class? It was Sam Laporta, and my reasoning was simple. Jamison Williams is out, and he's going to be asked to do a lot early, and he's going to do it. And here we are watching him do it. It's fantastic. Great, 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 great pick by people who did it. Um, I've got him in a few places. No dynasty leagues, unfortunately. Just I always trade my second round pick, so it just didn't really work out for me. It is what it is. But, you know, I've got him on some best ball teams, got him in some redraft leagues, and it's looking good. So Sam Laporta off to a fantastic start, as expected. We'll see what happens when Jamison Williams comes back. But at the very least, I mean, he's still going to be a startable tight end, especially in these tight end premium leagues. And I mean, the way we're seeing this Detroit Lions offense go, while I do think Jamison Williams will still have a ceiling, I don't know if he's going to command that many targets, if if I'm going to be honest with you. Josh Reynolds is looking honestly really good. Khalif Raymond had a breakaway play yesterday. He's still going to be utilized. And Jameer Gibbs, as they continue to ramp him up, will start to get more receiving work as well. So Jamison Williams starting to look like a guy who might not get more than like five, six targets a game, which is fine. I mean, with that kind of talent, that kind of speed, you don't need a lot of targets if you're JMO. But still, it, it this it, it's being it's being spread out a lot. The Lions are looking like they're not even going to be in competitive games, which is another issue for Jameer Gibbs and another positive for David Montgomery. I mean, they're in the, they're in the NFC North which is looking terrible. The Packers can't play first half football to save their life. Uh, After being shut out for three quarters last week against the Saints, they do the same thing this half. The Lions had more points in the first half than the Packers had yards. The Lions finished the first half at 27 points. The Packers only had 20 yards through two quarters of football last night. The Detroit Lions are looking extremely dangerous, looking like competitors. And unfortunately for fantasy football people, Amon Ross St. Brown's not really getting a lot of volume. Jameer Gibbs isn't going to get a lot of passing work if they're going to keep being ahead. You know, it, it's tough to watch. Jamison Williams isn't going to need to catch these deep passes, these explosive plays, if they're playing the Lions or, yeah, the, the Bears, the Packers, and the Vikings twice a year. And they have the, uh, yeah, they have the the second, the second strength, or maybe even the third, the because they didn't win the division last year. So it's not even that tough of a schedule. The Lions... I don't know. I mean, obviously a very good football team, but looking less potent of a fantasy football offense, unless it's David Montgomery for something. I will say, I will say it is time to still to buy Jameer Gibbs. I'll apologize first by saying yesterday was the Jameer Gibbs buy window. I couldn't have expected three touchdowns for David Montgomery. I just couldn't. I couldn't also have expected a complete basic fading of Jameer Gibbs either after they just gave him 17 carries for 80 yards. I thought he would at least, you know, get like 10 carries and five catches. I mean, eight carries and four catches isn't that far off, but still, I mean, he's not even getting 15 touches in these games. So um, it's still a buy window for Jameer Gibbs, of course. Um, It has to be. He's going to get ramped up as the season goes along. And I mean, if you look at Alvin Kamara's rookie year, uh, he got going a little bit faster, but Alvin Kamara had a fantastic rookie year. And one fun fact about that, Dan Campbell was a coach at the Saints, Alvin Kamara's rookie year. He was a coach at the Saints with Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, and I do think that is what the plan is here. I do think that they want a Mark Ingram-Alvin Kamara type thing with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. They're just slowly working Gibbs into it. Alvin Kamara didn't break out his rookie season until week three. In that game, he had 10 receptions. So unless Jameer Gibbs gets a 10-reception game, he's not going to start earning the earning this, this type of volume. But I do think once he has that game where he gets the volume and he produces, it's going to be hard to take him away from it. So the the Lions are working him in, but fret not, fret not. Jameer Gibbs will 100% 
get some usage as the season goes on and it will get ramped up and he will still be relevant. Will he outperform his ADP? Probably not, unfortunately, but will he still be able to go in your starting lineups? Yes. So don't panic too much yet. Congratulations, Lions, for the win. And uh, just one more takeaway here. I'm, I'm kind of ranting about this game. Um, Jordan Love. I said on Monday he has it, and he still does. He almost led a comeback here, had a couple things not go his way, and through two interceptions, unfortunately. If he doesn't do this, this game is much more competitive. Um, and, yeah, they like against the Saints. Shut out for three quarters, come back and win the game. Here they were getting close. They brought it in within one score before the Lions ended up going for a touchdown uh, and, and basically icing the game. But still, he ended up making it competitive, got some points. Christian Watson scored a touchdown, of course. It's Christian Watson. Of course he was going to score a touchdown. Um, but yeah, Jordan Love, I still think has it. I think he's going to be very good for fantasy football and Romeo Dubs continuing. Romeo Dubs is continuing to show that he's good at football. Nine receptions for 94 yards yesterday. He's going to keep getting it. It is what it is. I know that we don't love the profile for Romeo Dubs, but Jordan Love obviously loves Romeo Dubs and so does the coaching staff. So he's, I mean, he's usable. In fact, he might be more usable now as the wide receiver too, to be completely honest with Christian Watson covered by the main guy. Romeo Dubs is open and open and open and open and open. And that's what we saw in this game. He was basically the only reason that the Packers were able to get back into this is Romeo Dubs was open and Jordan Love was finding him. So Romeo Dubs still looking like a value. Christian Watson's going to be a value as well. Uh, he's going to have bigger days ahead. Uh, and still to see him score that touchdown was good. Had one big play as well. Two receptions, 25 yards and a touchdown. So he's back. Snap count will go away. And then the sad story here is that Luke Musgrave picked up a concussion. Not that big of a deal. He'll be back out there, but it is just as he had started to heat up, it does suck to kind of see that, especially since both DeGuara and Kraft came in and had a few catches. DeGuara in particular had four receptions for 34 yards. So, I mean, it, it, now he has to kind of earn the trust back when he does come back. But luckily for him, it's a long week since they played on Thursday Night Football, so he'll probably be good to go by week five. So those are kind of my takeaways from here. I think that was fun. Um, it is what it is about Jameer Gibbs. I'm telling you guys to buy him. Go ahead and buy them. Let's see. Let's check out your comments. Yeah, we we are still buying Gibbs. Can't overpay like I did. Uh, would you trade Alvin Kamara for Debo Samuel? Um, I would just wait. I kind of want to see. I, I I don't think I want to trade Kamara yet. You've held him this long. Just hold on to him. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's hear a quick word from the Podfather about the injury finder. Hey, you're in your fantasy draft and someone says, hey, that guy's injury prone. I don't want him. And you're like, ah, I don't know. I don't think you can predict injuries. Well, guess what? Now you can! Injury proneness is real! At Player Profiler, we have the data on these players, and it's all in the Injury Finder app. Their injury track record back through time, exactly where they were injured, how severe it is. We look at the BMI data, and we crunch it all together, and we give you probabilities that a player will miss multiple games this NFL season, as well as the complete database of NFL injuries and the ability to compare two players and look at their injury track record. The Injury Finder is powerful. And it's only five bucks. If it's worth it to have that peace of mind when you're drafting, go get it. So, yeah, go get the injury finder, guys. And also, while we're on the topic, the all-in package. As mentioned yesterday, we have lowered the price of the all-in package. You can get the all-in package now for $85 instead of $145. And you can use that promo code JASON for another $10 off. Help me out there. Goes into my pocket, believe it or not. So get that all in package or just get the individual packages as well. They've dropped from 45 to 30. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. As the season heats up, our prices drop to help you out. All right. Let's talk about week 
four. Uh, we'll do the th same thing as usual. I'll share my screen here in a bit. We'll go through my Yahoo Pick'em League. But first, I do want to talk about the injuries that you need to keep track of. I went through and got all of the did not participates as well as a couple bigger players that were limited and looking to return. So let's talk about it. Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman, both of them did not practice yesterday. Rashad Bateman has a hamstring injury. Odell Beckham battling an ankle injury. Uh, if both of these guys are out, look for Zay Flowers to continue to get 10-plus targets. Look for Mark Andrews to finally bounce back. And, I mean, that's basically going to be it. it. I did see the Justice Hill kind of return. So with Gus Edwards likely out with his concussion, uh, we could see Justice Hill maybe get some passing work. And maybe, maybe do a speculative ad on Devin DuVernay right now. Uh, obviously, the team still likes him. He has the special teams usage, the punt and kick returner, and last year had a few games as the wide receiver one. Uh, and produced well. So Rashad, or Devin DuVernay might be a good speculative ad as these injuries uh, start to pile up for the Ravens receiving room. Going to the Bengals, Irv Smith and Charlie Jones did not participate yesterday. Irv Smith is battling a hamstring injury. Charlie Jones is battling a thumb injury. Um, Irv Smith probably not going to play. This is just the Irv Smith thing, right? He just misses games. That is what it is. Charlie Jones, we'll see. It's a thumb injury, and he's a punt returner, so I'm doubtful that he plays this week. I assume they just kind of let him rest. It's not like he's a big part of the offense yet. I think he will be at some point, but Charlie Jones not participating. Those of you that, uh, for some reason, are starting him and maybe a 32-team punt return point league. A. Rich, Anthony Richardson is a full participant off of his concussion, looking like Anthony Richardson will be back. So this is your last time to buy him before he goes out there and plays again because, my God, he's so much fun to watch and so good at football. Zay Jones did not participate with his knee injury, so continue to look for these targets in Jacksonville to remain consolidated between Evan Ingram, uh, Calvin Ridley, and Christian Kirk. All three of them are probably going to have some decent games if Zay Jones continues to miss time. Jimmy Garoppolo, with his concussion, was limited yesterday, so it's looking like he will clear concussion protocol and play on Sunday uh, if you want to get cute with it in your Superflex leagues, you can go ahead and do a speculative Aiden O'Connell ad. However, I will add that I do kind of believe if Jimmy Garoppolo is only out for one week, they'll probably go the Brian Hoyer route. I think Aiden O'Connell is more of their plan for if things go to shit. And then they can just be like, all right, let's see what this rookie has. But I think while they're still sort of competitive and it's looking like an only one-week injury for Jimmy Garoppolo, if he doesn't clear the concussion protocol, I do think they would probably just roll out Brian Hoyer, obviously familiar with the system from his time in New England with Josh McDaniels uh, and a better one-week fill-in than a rookie. Um, but it, it doesn't really matter because it's looking like Jimmy Garoppolo will clear the protocol. A couple chargers to talk about. Austin Eckler was limited yesterday with his ankle injury so he's looking like he's on track to play one thing to note about that is himself he did come out and say himself um that the problem isn't his full speed he said he's easily able to run in a straight line right now the problem is it hurts too much to cut and that's an issue obviously with a running back so uh if he i don't think he wants to play at less than 100 percent. if i'm going to be honest with you so uh definitely something to monitor even though it was a limited practice if he can't cut right now then he's probably not going to be playing um, and Gerald Everett, he did not participate yesterday. So look for Donald Parham right now. However, this was an illness that led him to miss practice. So he's probably fine. I'm sure he'll be fine by Sunday. And a lot of times players play through their sicknesses. So Gerald Everett, one of the people lined up to get an increase in volume with Mike Williams out, didn't participate, but was just kind of a sickness. So I'm sure he'll be fine for the Rams. Tyler Higby and Ben Skoronek did not participate. 
both of them somehow have Achilles injuries, but not torn Achilles. I don't really know how that works. Um, you, when I see Achilles, I always think the worst case, but it seems to be just a minor Achilles injuries for both of these people. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, I don't think Hunter Long, no, Hunter Long is still on IR. Um, there was a rookie. The name is escaping me. But there is a backup tight end for Tyler Higby. Might be worth it, to be completely honest, with the way the Rams are throwing the ball. Derek Carr, with his shoulder injury, was at practice yesterday, but he was not participating in a playing sense. He was a spectator, helping with play calling, looking at the plays, looking at all that fun stuff. Derek Carr looking like he will not be playing for the next couple weeks, but still wanting to take part uh, in this practice. Devontae Smith did not participate yesterday, but like Gerald Everett, this was just an illness-related absence. He'll probably be fine by the time Sunday rolls around. The 49ers are looking rough right now in their receiving room. Debo Samuel did not participate with a knee and rib injury. Jawan Jennings did not participate due to a shin injury. And Brandon Ayuk is still limited with his ankle injury. I would assume if Debo Samuel and Jennings are out, Ayuk is going to have to play through his ankle injury. I don't think they want to have three wide receivers out. I think they would rather have a limited Ayuk if he is practicing in a limited capacity. But, uh, you know, it's possible they're all three out. And if that's the case, look for a George Kittle smash game, a Christian McCaffrey smash game, and pick up Ronnie Bell, that rookie that we've been talking about all offseason from Michigan. Fun little guy, late round draft pick, but a preseason darling for them. Scored a touchdown last week. Ronnie Bell, a great speculative ad right now. Important to note that Debo Samuel did pick up this injury in the game last week and did end up coming back out to play and then did end up coming back out to score a touchdown. So Debo Samuel is the type of player to play through these injuries. So I'm not going to get too concerned yet. I'm, this is one where I'm more so keeping my eye on it. Juwan Jennings not looking like he'll play. Debo Samuel might still play on a pitch count or something. I don't really know, but did not participate. Keep your eye on it. DK Metcalf also did not participate with a rib injury, but this was the case all last week as well. He picked up the rib injury two weeks ago in the game, came back out, still finished the game. I think just like Debo Samuel also scored a touchdown in that game after getting injured. So uh, DK Metcalf probably fine. Again, he didn't participate last week with the same injury and still ended up playing in the game. Uh, and Traylon Burks with his knee injury did not participate. He is not looking like he'll play. Um, and it's not like you want to start any tight ends pass catcher. If that's the case, uh, Brian Tannehill is playing the worst football I've ever seen. Um, so, uh, but Chico Quanquo will get an extra volume and so will, um, DeAndre Hopkins. So those are the injuries. Give me one second guys. And, uh, I'm, I'm going to play one more ad for you. Here's a sleeper ad. Hey, we're all starting new fantasy leagues all the time. And more often than not, where do we start our fantasy leagues at player profiler on sleeper? it's the best you can imagine my excitement when i saw sleeper rolled out sleeper picks baby and game stacking is the path to positive returns with these pick'em games find that sneaky shootout and set most of the players to go over their projection for that week or you find a game gonna get dragged into the mud and take every member of the passing game for less than their projections that week and if you pick up to eight that's how you 100x your payout on sleeper it's called the hail mary so if you use promo code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match. Check out Sleeper's terms and conditions for details. These Sleeper picks are live in over 25 states. Yeah, buddy. Go get your Sleeper picks. It's fun. It's nice. Uh, you know, we had the underdog for and all that. But, you know, the, the, the Sleeper picks are fun, too. The Sleeper picks are very fun, too. Go check it out. You're already playing fantasy football on the app, right? Go ahead and check out the other stuff they have to offer. Um, I see some questions here. Uh, I will answer them at the back of the show. 
just real quickly, let's go ahead and look at these games, give some takeaways, pick a winner. The first game on Sunday is going to be a London game, the Jaguars versus the Falcons. I'm going to pick the Jaguars to win the game. I believe they are favorited. Yeah, they're favorited by three points. I think they'll win this game. The Falcons offense just did not look good last week. Granted, neither did the Jaguars, but I think the Jaguars are a team more prone to bounce back. I do think that this could remain competitive, and it's important to note that Kyle Pitt's best game of his entire career was in London two years ago, his rookie season. So, you know, maybe he's just a London guy. Maybe he really likes it. And it's also important to note, Drake London has never played in London. So, you know, maybe Drake London has a fun little London game as well. That'd be a fun little narrative. Um, but with Zay Jones out, I'm expecting all of the uh, Jaguars pass catchers to do well. Uh, and I'm expecting, you know, a good Bijan Robinson game. Hopefully a Kyle Pitts touchdown, hopefully a Drake London one. But ultimately, we're going to go with the Jaguars here. Um, and one thing to watch is if, of course, Cordero Patterson returns, how much usage he gets. He was limited this week, all week, and last week, so I think he might actually be making his season debut. The next game, this is probably the most fun game on the entire slate. The Buffalo Bills versus the Miami Dolphins in Buffalo. Right now, uh, the Bills are the favorite by three points. Pretty surprising given the Dolphins just scored 70 points. But, um... Yeah, I'm going to pick the Dolphins here. I'm going to pick the Dolphins here. They're just playing great football right now, and it's hard to choose against them. Uh, and I'm expecting, let's go with the Dalton Kincaid game. Let's go with the Dalton Kincaid game. Dalton Kincaid is tired of seeing all these other rookie tight ends break out. He's going to get some good usage. Uh, and I really do expect this to be very high scoring. I think there's going to be a lot of fantasy points between these guys. I am <laughs> sorry. Um. I'm expecting everyone in this game to score a lot of fantasy points, and I will definitely be attacking it in my DFS lineups, trying to get a bunch of stacks going in this game. Another game, whoo, that'll be, wow. <laughs> Another game that'll be high scoring is the Denver-Chicago game. The Broncos versus Bears, two terrible teams going against each other can only mean lots of points. I am picking the Bears here. I'm going to keep picking the Bears because I firmly believe that Justin Fields will return to Justin Fields at some point. He just has to. And my God, the Broncos just gave up 70 points to the Dolphins. Justin Fields is going to run wild. It is what it is. Uh, at least I hope so. Right. So I'm going to pick the Bears here. If this if, man, if Justin Fields doesn't do anything this game, it is it is over. Um, I could see them trading him in season, to be completely honest, and just burning it all down in Chicago, looking forward to 2024, because it is just awful over there. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is a big test for both of these teams. It's going to be a fun game, um, for sure. Cleveland versus Baltimore is the next game. I'm going to pick the Browns here. Uh, the, the Ravens are just battling a lot of health issues. They've honestly been kind of slow. I know they've ended up pulling out some wins, but um, losing to the Colts, I think that's going to hurt the morale, and the Browns are honestly playing some pretty good football, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So give me Cleveland over the Ravens. Um, and as we talked about a little bit earlier with the injuries, look for Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews to have a pretty good game. Um, and let's go Jerome Ford for the Browns. Jerome Ford for the Browns. Wow, Cincinnati versus Tennessee. Um, I mean, we've got to go with the Bengals here, but man, is it crazy that I even had to think about it, especially with the Titans also sucking, but the Bengals are not playing well right now. The Titans are playing even worse. 
Give me the Bengals. Jamar Chase finally bounced back last week. I look for that to continue. I think they've realized, all right, we've just got to give Jamar Chase the ball, especially with Joe Burrow being injured. Just throw some quick passes to him. Let him do what he can. So I see Jamar Chase continuing to be fed, uh, and I just don't see the Tennessee Titans really being able to do anything. The next game is the Colts versus the Rams. Give me the Colts and Anthony Richardson's return. This team honestly just looks really solid. And the Rams, while they have bounced back a little bit, I, I, I just I don't see them winning this game. I think Anthony Richardson's going to run for at least two touchdowns. He might pass one. Um, and yeah, and yeah, I think it'll be fun. Puka Nakua looking to have a another good game. I think Puka Nakua will bounce back. I hope he can see, you know, the 15 targets again, especially if Tyler Higby is out. The Saints versus Buccaneers. Give me the Buccaneers. Actually, you know what? Give me the Saints. Give me the Saints in the Jameis Winston uh, revenge game. Give me the Saints. Um, I, I I do think that Jameis Winston is going to be really good for fantasy football, not necessarily real football, but going against the Buccaneers is going to fire him up. Chris Olave is going to have a huge game. Look for Chris Olave to break 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, and for the Buccaneers, we've got to keep our eye on Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin is a player I'm keeping my eye on here. Mike Evans is going to have Lattimore covering him. Rashad White's going to have a tough day running it up against a tough front in New Orleans. So it's going to have to come down to Chris Godwin in Tampa, who has had a slow start. Um, but I do think he'll still get the volume. But give me the Saints. Give me the Saints to win. Of course, I'm picking the Eagles over the Commanders. The big thing to watch here is just if the Commanders can bounce back. Like I've said all week, I'm a little bit worried that the Bills found something in their defensive game plan against the Commanders that a lot of teams are going to try to replicate and put Sam Howell through some tough games and game scripts. The Eagles are the perfect kind of defense to do that. They've got an insane pass rush, an insane defensive line. I'm not starting Brian Robinson this week. You've got to bench him. Uh, the Eagles just way too good on that front for a running back that plods like that. Um, can he score a touchdown? Sure. Can he end up with a good day? Sure. But I'm just not risking it. Benching Brian Robinson, starting all of my Eagles. They're going to score points. I could see this being a 30-10 type game. Next up, the Panthers versus the Vikings. Give me the Panthers and Bryce Young's return. I really do think that him being able to take last week off will help him in the long run. Andy Dalton played phenomenally and really showcased how you can use his weapons. I think he'll be able to take those notes forward. I think that we can see Adam Thielen continue to be used a lot. And important to note here, this is another revenge game. We've got Adam Thielen going back to Minnesota for the first time. So I think that we could be seeing a really another really good Adam Thielen game. And I do expect the Panthers to win and the Vikings to be looking at themselves like, what the hell went wrong? What's happening here? Um, and yeah, yeah. And also you've got to watch Cam Akers. This, he's expecting to make his first start at the Viking this game. I'm curious to see what kind of usage he gets. Um, and yeah, yeah. Justin Jefferson, of course, going to have a great game. Jordan Addison, probably going to have a solid game. This could be decently high scoring, decently, you know, both teams in the twenties, but Carolina does like to bring stuff into the mud. We'll see. I think this will be a fun and interesting game. The Steelers Texans is another interesting game. I'm going to pick the Steelers here. I know that Houston is hot, but that Pittsburgh defense is really solid. And I also do think the Steelers are starting to kind of turn things around, at least find some momentum. And I think Houston's a good team to do that. Derek Stingley's still out. Jalen Petrie will be making his return. So it could be a tough game for Najee Harris yet again. It could be a tough game for Pat Fryermuth maybe. Um, but still, I'm going to pick the Steelers here. I think that this could be the first time we see C.J. Stroud struggle a little bit. T.J. Watt is just playing ridiculous football right now. 
um, that it's just going to be really, really tough to get things going as a quarterback that I, I do think the Steelers win this game. And I don't think the Texans, you know, even I don't think CJ Stroud breaks 300 pass yards in this game. Uh, I know that's a lot of yards. Like, I know it's not like a hot take to say, you know, CJ Stroud only gets 200 something pass yards, but still the way he's playing, I feel like that's reasonable against this tough team. Um, but I do still think the wide receivers should be fine. Like I'm still starting Tank Dell, still starting Nico Collins. Uh, and I mean, I'm probably ultimately still starting CJ Stroud. I just see the ceiling being a bit limited in this game. Uh, but I do think, like the Panthers-Vikings, that this Houston Texans-Pittsburgh game could be really fun as well. Um, and it's the NFL, right? All of these games are fun. The Chargers versus Raiders, we're going with the Chargers here. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play back, come back and play well. I think, especially with him being limited, I think he will clear the concussion protocol. Look for Devontae Adams to continue to be Devontae Adams. Uh, and, of course, the story to watch here is what the Chargers do without Mike Williams. Is it Quinn and Johnson? Is it Gerald Everett? Is it Joshua Palmer? Is it Keenan Allen just getting 10 more targets? What is it? I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm taking all of my shots on any Chargers player right now. I'm sending out offers for Palmer, sending out offers for Johnson, sending out offers for Everett, sending out offers for Parham in my deeper leagues. I want the Chargers, and the, this passing attack is probably going to change a little bit. Um, Austin Eckler returning, I think, could change things as well. Either way, they win this game. Dallas versus New England, you've, of course, got to go with the Cowboys here. Um, that defense is just ridiculous. I know they just lost to the Cardinals. They're not going to lose two games in a row. Uh, and the Patriots are going to continue to look bad. I, it is what it is, right? I think Ramondre Stevenson could have a decent game out of the backfield, getting some good receiving work. I don't think I'm going to start any other Patriot. Definitely st not starting Mac Jones or any of the receivers. Hunter Henry is going to have a tough game. There's some good linebackers and safeties here in Dallas. I think it's going to be tough for any Patriots player to be relevant. You've got to start Tony Pollard, of course. Tony Pollard's going to have a big game. Um, and CeeDee Lamb will probably also have a decent game. Um, yeah, going to be fun. But actually, this one's probably not going to be fun at all. This one's probably not going to be fun at all. I, I don't I don't see this being much of a game. San Francisco versus Arizona. I think it could be a game, right? We just saw Arizona really take it to Dallas. Uh, but still, you've got to go with the 49ers. Now, if everyone's out, if Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and Jawan Jennings is out, I still think the 49ers could win, but look for Arizona to, again, keep it close and make it competitive. They're just playing some scrappy football, right? And that's just sometimes what it takes. Kansas City versus the Jets. Got to go with the Chiefs here. This is a big game for the Jets. This is Zach Wilson's career in the balance. Can he make this competitive? If so, I think he keeps the job, to be completely honest. This is the first time that the matchup will be decent. There should be some garbage time here, hopefully. And hopefully that leads to some Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson points, uh, at least at the end of the game. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, but overall, of course, the Chiefs are going to win this game. Just the storyline to watch is, can the Jets finally score some points, especially in the garbage time? And finally, not going to talk much about this, as I'll talk about it on Sunday for my Monday Night Football preview. Um, but the Giants versus the Seahawks. Going to pick the Seahawks here. Giants not playing that well. Um, I'm going with another Kenneth Walker game here. I think Kenneth Walker is just a beast right now, and I think he'll continue. DK Metcalf scores a touchdown. It is what it is. Uh, and in the game, you've got to watch. You've got to keep watching Wandale. Got to keep watching Saquon. Got to keep watching Darren Waller. Um, curious to see how that all that usage is used in a game where it could end up being a decent amount of points being scored. You know, it could be fun. So those are my picks for the week. Some players I think will have a decent game. All of that fun stuff. Let's check out if you guys have any questions. Looks like you do. Jameson Williams will not be good. We'll see. 
We'll see. Is Keaton Mitchell worth a stash? Yes. Yes. Billy Muzio is actually one of the people that put me onto him. Um, very, very good profile. Went to Eastern Carolina, much like Chris Johnson, and looking like he's going to get some decent usage and opportunity here in Baltimore. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Zeke revenge game. Oh, yeah. Zeke revenge game. Talk about all these revenge games. Totally forgot about the Ezekiel Elliott one. Maybe, right? Maybe, right? Ezekiel Elliott, two touchdowns and 30 yards against the Patriots or against the Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott, two touchdowns, 15 carries, 30 rush yards. That's my stat line prediction. Start Gino or Stroud this week. Probably just got a probably, probably, ooh, geez. Um, give me Stroud. Well, Jesus. Honestly, dude, just flip a coin. Just flip a coin and go with what the coin says. I can't, I can't choose one here. I think both of these have, I, I think these guys are going to score about the same amount of points, being honest. I think the problem with Gino is that Kenneth Walker could just score too many touchdowns. CJ Stroud is at least scoring all the points in Houston. So it's a little bit safer. But like I said, I do think that um, I do think that it's going to be tough against the Steelers for sure. I think that's going to be a tough game for Stroud. That's going to be like the first real like NFL defense he's played against. So yeah, yeah, I think it could be tough for Stroud, but I think I might still ultimately go him over Gino, but I don't think you can go wrong either way. I think both of these guys are getting 15 to 20 with not much ceiling this week. Um and finally, Gibbs truthers need to realize that he's nothing special. Uh, I don't think that's true. Gibbs has looked good. He's just not getting a ton of volume. I do think that will get amped up. David Montgomery, yes, clearly the running back one, looking fantastic. But I do still think there's tons of potential here for Jameer Gibbs. And Chef says he digs my hat. Thanks, man. Thank you. My sister found it for me at Goodwill. So, and I like it. It's good colors. I wore the green turtleneck to match it, right? Right? <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for tuning in as always this is so much fun thank you for joining me on your mornings happy national coffee day keep sipping your coffee ladies and gentlemen keep sipping it it's coffee day go have a bunch of cups go to your starbucks and your local your local uh, coffee shops all that fun stuff get more coffee and have a fantastic friday a fantastic rest of your week good luck on your matchups hit me up on twitter if you have any questions uh, and I'll see you all Monday for my overreactions from the week on 10 a.m. on this YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Have a good one. Peace.